0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Before we get into the show, we wanted to give you a quick note about ads. So here's the thing. We genuinely, sincerely like all of our sponsors. We are picky about them. Honestly, probably to the point that it's annoying for our ad sales team. We don't and won't partner with products or brands that we wouldn't use ourselves or don't think our audience would benefit from knowing about. Working with advertisers in the way that we do is what allows us to make this show a meaningful part of our lives and hopefully yours too. So when you use the unique links and codes that advertisers provide for us, it has a real impact on our ability to keep doing this. And we are tremendously grateful for it. If you're ever looking for a specific code, head to a thing or two hq.com slash sponsors, and you'll find them all. Thank you for supporting us and the brands who support us. It means the most. Thank you so much to Shopify for
0: sponsoring today's episode. One of the things that I think is so amazing about Shopify is that, you know, when you like hear marketing about a platform or whatever. And they're like, it's so easy to get set up. It'll Mm -hmm. take you 15 minutes. And you like log in, you create an account. And then you're like, wait, this is like an entirely different language. And like, yes, if I knew the language, it would take me 10 minutes, but first I must learn it.
1: And then you're like in the FAQ pages and in the forums and in the whatever. And it's like, it takes you 15 minutes to create an account. Yes. If you actually want (laughs) to do something with the product, that's a different story. And you'll probably have to hire a professional. Exactly. Which is like not, which is like truly genuinely
0: not the case with Shopify. And we can say this is people who launched a business on this platform in 2010. And let me tell you, like it's gotten easier and easier and easier and more evolved during the 12 years since.
1: Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility with a million milestones and constant evolution needs. We grew up a kind over the course of nine years, and though you may not realized it from the outside. Our functionality was constantly being tweaked and upgraded on the end, and Shopify was able to handle it all. Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. You can synchronize your online and in-person sales and gain insights as you grow. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash a thing or two, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash a thing or two right now. That's shopify.com slash a thing or two. We're so proud to partner with this company and we're so grateful to you for supporting the sponsors who make it possible for us to bring you this show every week. All right, here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur.
0: And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to AThingOr2HQ.com
1: and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get weekly access to members-only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at AThingOr2HQ. Hi. We have... Hi. There was, some big, there was some big news recently.
0: I feel mm-hmm. like this story came out, it was like after the end of the work day. And mm-hmm. it was like, I like rushed back to my computer to slack <laughs> it to you at, you know, 7.30 yes. or 8 p.m. Just on like, like a
1: Friday night or something. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Urgently. Mm-hmm. The title of the piece in the New York Times was the funniest travel account on Instagram is run by the TSA. Seriously. Which, which the headline was not
1: news to us. Well, no. We're, we've known that
0: for years. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, like most airline related news, I feel like we're ahead of the New York Times should long after. Should we just
1: pitch them that we should be the one covering the airline culture beat? Because <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be responsible for flight cancellations and powders in any like industry news. You're right. It's, it's culture. We're it's on airline top of.
0: culture and lifestyle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. But what, we, what
0: this article really is, is it's a profile of the woman who runs this account. Thrilled to meet you, Janice Burrell. This is Thrilled. what we've been waiting for. This is Thrilled. what we've been waiting for.
1: Who, did you ever, did you imagine who was behind the TSA account? No. No.
0: I I guess, I, I think I thought it was, I think I probably thought it was like an agency and not, a, oh, not an internal
1: person. I never thought it was an agency if only because it, well, one- This started happening, or at least in my memory, before somebody like TSA would have had a social agency. Like, although it does (laughs) say that she's only been doing this for a few years. And I, like, in my mind, this was happening, like, back when, at least in 2019. For sure. For sure. But I think maybe they
0: decided to, like, lean into it in a much bigger way. Okay. And basically— over the last two years, that's when Janice Burrell took over as the social media branch manager, which I <laughs> cannot imagine a like more iconic more iconic job title than that. Social media branch
1: manager. I definitely envision somebody <laughs> who actually worked at the TSA, like was yeah. a TSA agent or was entrenched in it.
0: Well, and they did a whole Q&A, which I really appreciate. So she's a former, as you mentioned, she's a former TSA agent officer, which means that like she has inroads with all of the TSA Mm -hmm. officers at various airports, and that's how they get their leads. And they post things like, you know, people carrying machetes on plane or trying Mm -hmm. to carry machetes on planes. They post pictures of like mannequins disassembled. And it's just like this, you know, like funny, weird, punny, humor-based approach to trying to like convey this information. And one of the questions that is asked is why so many puns? And she says... Nobody remembers what's on the news in the morning, but they'll remember the joke you told them. If it takes humor to help you remember what you can and cannot do when traveling through security, then humor is what we will provide. <laughs> Jaw on the floor. Perfect response. Perfect. Like, absolutely perfect response. Like, I hope she
1: doesn't get poached. Like, this woman is just so good at what she does. I hope they're paying her well. You know, I hope they're paying her so much money because she she's truly excellent. She... I will say one of the things that I so appreciate this is that I feel that most people or most Americans have kind of a tense relationship with the TSA. Contentious, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. especially since 9-11 when it just became like, wait, we're not allowed to do what? And like, are you going to take my lipstick? Are you going to let me finish the drink? Are you going to like throw it away? 3.4 ounces of exactly what? Exactly. It all feels really inconsistent. And like, you know, what flies at the Houston airport is not going to necessarily fly at the Minnesota airport. And you They're know taking the laptop out of the sleeve thing. Yeah. Like, that's just not consistent at all. Never know. And then you're also just like, I don't get it. Are you cops or are you not cops? And mm-hmm. all of these questions you have that you feel like are you're never going to get an answer to. You feel like it's tense when you're going through the line and you don't want to rub somebody the wrong way because it could really you could end up missing your flight. So you're not going to ask people at TSA. But then you have this wonderful account that is warm, funny, informative. I mean, it's perfect. This is what every government agency should be doing. That's
0: right. So yeah, it feels like it's like the like… National Parks Department took the like, we're going to be cool and designy. And TSA was like, we're going to be the funny ones. And I don't know, there's a lot of terrain still up for grabs. The other thing that this this article revealed was just basically like, what does the team look like? And so Mm -hmm. she says that they have what they call two sides of the house. So there's six people on the proactive side who would work on the Instagram posts and then 12 people on the reactive side who are answering questions that come in on Facebook and Twitter, which is like people waiting in line being like, my bottle of water is frozen. Can I bring that on? And -hmm. apparently the answer is you have to drink all of the liquid out of it, but yes, otherwise, which I know it was like, wait, what? Yeah. Cause apparently, you know, whatever we're concerned is in the water bottle is it wouldn't work if it were frozen.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) But this whole thing just continued to give me so much faith in TSA and also TSA customer service or, you know, customer Mm -hmm. experience. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's like customer experience. Yeah. And over the weekend, my dad lost his Apple Watch going through security Mm -hmm. at an airport. But I was like, oh, reach out to them. Like, I feel like they'll be like responsive.
1: Did he DM them on Instagram?
0: No, he ultimately called. He got
1: and left a message, which just feels like a black hole. it the airport specific TSA or just the general? Yeah, with the airport specific TSA,
0: which feels like a black hole. He called the Charlotte airport TSA. Within 90 minutes, they called back. They found the iWatch and his belt that he left there too. Wow. I know. Wow. That is, I'm shocked. Yeah. And it was a weekend too. I mean, I guess, you know, not that that really, but I guess the lost and found people are
1: also there on Saturdays. I had a not great TSA experience recently. I was on a connecting flight through Austin and we had a long layover. So we went in to have lunch and then came back in and Cam's water bottle had water in it and they totally forgot. And I was like, oh, I'll just, Dump you can it just up. pour it out or like I can drink it. And he was like, no, we don't do that here. Here, I have to escort you outside of the airport and watch you throw it out. And then you have to go back through the security line again. Excuse me? I was so annoyed. So then I just was so flustered and frustrated. I said, fine, just throw it away. And then got to the gate and realized we had about an hour, I would say. And no to water for Cam. Yeah. Well, and I was just like, no, I should just fine, take him up on his offer to walk me outside. I'll go through TSA again. So I go back and I said, all right, I'll do it. And he said, no, I threw it away already. And I said, can you take it out of the trash? And he said, no. (laughs) It was really annoying. He was like, we can stand here all day and fight about this because it was clear that I was willing to spend a lot of time on it. Because <laughs> you had an hour. I was <laughs> so irritated. I also, if you recall, the reason I was even in Austin was because my flight got canceled and rerouted <laughs> through Austin with about a five-hour delay or five-hour layover, which- <laughs> you know. I like that you tried to do take backs. <laughs> oh, 1000%. I changed my mind. But I was like, I've got time. Let's do this. <laughs> I don't know why I think I'm going to laugh about this one. for a couple. Days. I think that man did too. He obviously didn't feel bad for me. I was so annoyed. I did. A, it's my son's favorite water bottle. He was not sympathetic.
0: My son's <laughs> your favorite water bottle. Oh my you God. You know,
1: every three year old has a favorite
0: water oh, bottle. Oh, for sure. I mean, a favorite, like, you know, piece of tape they took uh, off yes, or something. 1, like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, that was my not so great TSA experience lately, but um, it's okay. For
0: me, that was an absolute joy. Like, I understand <laughs> it wasn't fun for you, but I loved it.
1: They redeemed themselves with Greg Cerullo. Congratulations. That's
0: right. That's and, right. And Thank with you. Janice Burl. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Let's let's talk about the real heroes here. Yeah. Janice Burl. What a hero. Thank you so much to Jem for sponsoring today's episode. I think I've mentioned that I was taking a gem when I was like having my 11 a.m. like tea situation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, if you're keeping up with my full daily Mm -hmm. caffeine consumption schedule. And I was taking the citrus ginger daily essential one. Mm -hmm. I kept trying to place what the flavor was, but because you only, you know, you only take one a day, I was only getting this like one bite to try to like, whatever, it became this like real like mind game for me of like, like, what does this taste like? I feel like it's like one of those like lemon cream cookie situations.
1: You know what I wow, mean? Wow, strong endorsement.
0: Right? Yes,
1: yes, yeah. 1,000%. I, I,
0: extremely satisfying. Pairs well with tea.
1: I've been doing the chocolate cherry flavor at night as my like little, I need after dinner a sweet treat and it's their sleep essentials one. So it's, it's like kind of oh, perfect. perfect. timing. And I, chocolate and fruit is, a, is an all-time uh, flavor combo for me. So very into it. Nearly 90% of Americans are nutrient deficient. Gem solves this issue by filling the gaps in your diet with daily nutrition in one delicious bite. Gem believes in eating your vitamins because food can't fit in a pill. It's not a snack and it's not a vitamin as you know them capsules, pills, gummies, et cetera. It's real food designed to make you happy and healthy. Gem is the first multivitamin you eat, not take nutrient dense bites designed to replace your multivitamins and complicated supplement routines in the form your body understands and digests best. Whole foods. They're free of synthetics, artificial ingredients, added sugar, soy, gluten, and animal products. It's just good food packed into a bite made up of over 15 whole food ingredients that give you all the essential vitamins, minerals, adapters, and superfoods, prebiotics, and probiotics to address our modern lifestyle needs and any key deficiencies helping with total mind and body support. It's just food. That's how you know that your body is absorbing it. If you want to check out Gem and try their seasonal favorite that is also an Erica Cerullo favorite, Citrus Ginger Daily Essential. We have a special offer for the A Thing or Two audience. Go to www.gemvitamins.com slash A Thing or Two or enter A Thing or Two at checkout for 30% off your first order. That's gemvitamins.com slash A Thing or Two for 30% off your first order. Thank you, Gem.
0: Thank you so much to ZocDoc for sponsoring today's episode. I am just like not much for like reading Yelp reviews. Um, Mm -hmm at all, but there's just something about reading ZocDoc doctor reviews from patients. <laughs> that's like very satisfying. Cause I'm also like, are we valuing the same things? Are we, it's like the same mm. stuff important to me. And I can use that as the filter. Yes. You know what I mean? Where it's like, where you're telling me more about the bedside manner or like what the reception experience is like, or how, like, are they going to be nice to me about how long I have to wait?
1: You know, all of those factors. So I think that makes sense. You may not have the same taste in food as somebody else, but everybody likes to be taken care of more or less the same way.
0: Correct. Correct. Yes. And I like when people are like, my doctor asked me about this thing that I wasn't even there for. And I really appreciated that. And it was like, yes, this is the yes. kind of relationship I want to have. Like, this is a like connection that feels
1: meaningful. You no, know, ZocDoc ratings and reviews are everything for sure. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Just download the free ZocDoc app at zocdoc.com slash a thing or two for the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and are available when you need them. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. Oh, the worst. Whether you need a primary <laughs> care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Find the doctor that is right for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. Go to zocdoc.com, choose a time slot, and just like that, you're booked. Go to zocdoc.com slash a thing or two and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com slash a thing or two. zocdoc.com slash a thing or two.
0: Well, hello, I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me.
1: The other thing we wanted to talk about because we think it might become relevant again soon is parties, Parties. hosting parties. Oh, going, are the parties going to be inside or outside? Who can
0: say? Depends on the week. Depends on the week. Maybe the parties will be four people. Maybe the parties will be 12 people. Again, who can say? Like, I'm nervous even just saying the word party out loud, to be honest with you. I
1: haven't had a party in so long. Do you remember? Of course you will remember, but for Memorial Day last year, Chris and I, we're going to host a kegger. Like we were fully going to get kegs. Yes. And we invited so many people and then it ended up being pouring rain. So we canceled it. But it was that two week period, basically in between everybody was fully vaccinated and Delta hadn't come on the scene yet. (laughs) And so we were like, kegger, this is the only way to do it. And we were so excited. And it never happened. And I think that was the last time I even had intentions of throwing a real like party. the inkling of a party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You
0: had, I was just in my five-year, in my five-year journal thing, I was mm-hmm. reminded that you had an Easter gathering last year. That
1: was, I was thinking about that too. That was kind of the last actual party that I hosted. Yeah. We had and that and that was also, it was all outdoors. So we must yeah. have not all been fully vaccinated. I feel, yep, I feel like we were cusp. like half vaxxed. Yeah. 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 And it was feeling hopeful. Full, and I remember it. It felt very springy. I went to the everybody dollar. wore
0: pastels. Everybody
1: wore pastels. It did feel like oh my gosh, we're being festive again. I went to the dollar store and bought lots of fake flowers and kitty stuff, and that was fun. And I, I will say, for if you're looking for fun party decoration, the dollar store is hard to beat. A good dollar store. I, we have we have a good dollar store by us, as you Ooh. know. We have a couple good dollar yeah. stores.
0: Thomas got me black and white polka dot balloons
1: for my birthday at the dollar store.
0: Wow we yeah. were
1: so chic. It's really fun doing, doing a shop anywhere at the dollar store. The thing where oh you're God. like, if I had to buy five things here, what would I buy? Anyway, yeah, that was my last party. Ash, your bunny came. She doesn't get to go to a lot of parties. And to be a guest of honor. Yeah, she was a guest of honor for sure. She
0: found more eggs than those children did. That's for sure.
1: What was the last party you hosted? You hosted a, a pre-dinner drink cocktail hour last week.
0: I did. I hosted a pre-dinner cocktail hour, which was like the most people that had been at my house.
1: Really? Yeah, which is like depressing. Yeah,
0: because you moved in right before COVID. (laughs) Yeah, but it was like, wow, eight people at my house. Like Thomas and I included. Uh Yeah, uh
1: you know. So we're going to talk about some of our go-to party tricks, but I have a feeling that much like our wedding episode, as soon as we stop recording, I'll remember 20 other things. Because I just have a really hard time remembering because I haven't done it in so long. I'm out of practice. We should. People should send us their ideas because we need to be building on this. We need to be, yeah. Especially because I think there's a couple of categories where we're a little light. The first one being party games. Party and I th- games. I yes. think that as we make our way back into becoming party people, I would like for party games to become a bigger piece of party culture. Why? Yeah. Tell, tell it tells me. <laughs> well, what I think people need the lubricate, the social lubricant of it.
0: Yes, the icebreaker mm-hmm. that, that it brings.
1: I will say we this was sad. I was the uh, the other party actually that I had intention of throwing that never happened was a few (laughs) weeks ago for Chris's birthday. It was going to be his like belated 40th birthday party because he turned held on his 41st birthday. Yeah, exactly. And it was going to be a mix of his family and his college friends. It was going to be at a brewery in Minneapolis and there were going to be kids. And so it was three sort of disparate groups, like children 12 and under, family and college friends. And so we had brought in Giant Jenga and Cornhole and mulky. It never happened because Chris got sick, but I did feel like games were going to be a really important part of just breaking the ice between these groups of people.
0: I, totally. I want to talk about mulky for a second yes. because it is it is like the one game I've purchased in the last decade and it is great. It has just like served me so well. It's like, it's like a little bit like bowling. Like it's a little bit like I don't know. You like basically you set up these pins. They have numbers on them. And then you like throw another pin. You don't roll it. You like mm-hmm. throw another pin and knock them down and you get the points of the pins. It's more complicated than this. I'm not going to explain you're trying, all the rules.
1: It's, you're trying to hit a certain number of points, right? Like it's a little bit blackjack in that way. Yeah, exactly. And you okay. don't want to go over right. and et cetera, et cetera.
0: Okay. The beauty of this, I think, is that because it's like not cornhole or ladder ball, most people don't know how to play it. Most people haven't really encountered it at this mm-hmm. point. So everybody's like starting from this place of like being a newbie, which, which means you just like don't have like three people who are like, well, like pushing their glasses up mm-hmm. being like, well, actually <laughs> the best strategy is like right. whatever. Like everybody's kind of like learning as they go, which is like a good icebreaker mm-hmm. activity in and of itself that like, oh, we're all figuring this out together. Yes. I brought it on a camping trip. It has like a little case or whatever. It's just like not mm-hmm. a big deal. I would totally bring it to the park or the beach or whatever.
1: It's it's not huge, which is no. nice. It's not like can jam where you're not going to, or cornhole where you're not carrying that. That's not a portable situation. You can keep it in the trunk of a car. Easy. Love that. The other thing that you saw recently that you you texted to me on Twitter was this fill the cup with water game. <laughs>
0: I, I, Claire, I spent like 10 minutes yesterday being like Googling fill the cup with water game, frat game, water filling, like whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the name of this is. What you do, you have two, <laughs> you have two plastic cups. Mm-hmm. You're pouring water from one cup into the other cup. Mm-hmm. Like each person takes turns. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be the person who makes the cup overflow. But you're relying on surface tension because Mm -hmm. you're like getting it to a point where the water looks like, oh shit, it's definitely going to overflow and trying to add like those couple of drops or whatever. It requires nothing. Like it's an all ages game. Everybody's got two plastic cups. So it's like really just like a water game. And then
1: what happens? Do you... Does the person who makes it overflow have to drink? Does the person who was the last person before it overflowed get a prize? I You'd, think it's, I think
0: you decide. I think given yeah. that this doesn't even have a name, you can mm-hmm. make up the rules. I think the person who loses could have the water thrown on them. Who knows? Oh, that's knows? a good one. Yeah. It's definitely an outdoor game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's water spilling involved, but like just so easy. I and liked how lovely. dumb it,
1: I liked how stupid it was. It was, was also like, just entrancing to watch. Oh, like, yeah. Totally riveting content. Very mesmerizing. I, I could not believe how long I watched it for. The other thing about that's really wonderful about the video you sent is that there are two men wearing a, a football helmets <laughs> or maybe they're yes. motorcycle helmets. No, I they're, don't don't football even know. Helmets. <laughs> they're football helmets.
0: They're football. Like as if you need protection for this. As if you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it yeah. just
1: adds to the stupidity. Like this is the stupidest game. And these people are acting silly. And like Uh, the
0: people in this video are like college age mm, dudes mm -hmm. who obviously are just like very competitive and taking it seriously.
1: Yes. The other thing, the other party game and sort of like party game mentality that I really love, but definitely requires you to be a little bit more of a planner and someone willing to sort of go for it is coming up with quizzes or questionnaires or Mm. little assignments for party Mm, guests. And this mm, probably mm. works best in more like a dinner party setting. So our friend Lizzie Fortunato was helping host a birthday party for her mother-in-law. And she hand wrote and drew a questionnaire about her mother-in-law with all multiple choice questions like pet peeves, first date, first concert, celebrity crush, and made it real cute, took it to Kinko's, did color copies, and then passed it out to everybody at the dinner. And it became this fun party game. And I was like, I love that, especially when you have a dinner where you're like, I don't know, is it going to be awkward? How are we going to get this going? I feel like there's also variations you could do on this. She told us about another one that they went to where the host printed out just random pictures, mm. like vintage pictures, and put one at each place setting, and everybody had to make up a story about the picture that they had, and they went around the table and told it. It's just sort of fun when you're trying to get people to, to, you know— engage engage that's right
0: you know what this would also be another good use of that free crossword
1: site Mm, we'll link to that
0: again but just like making that quick because you know it's a real board game moment so yeah making like 20 20 crossword questions to put out for like someone's birthday or whatever
1: it's very cute i've never been that type of a hostess but i aspire to be this is making it feel easier than it sometimes feels You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. Liz, I will say for this is a, this feels pretty specific to a wedding or like a long weekend together. But Lizzie also for her wedding did this genius thing where in everybody's hotel room, there was a list of things that wedding guests basically had in common that with other people they might not know. So it would be like, Thomas, go find so-and-so because you are both obsessed with fish or something. And so it was a way for people to meet each other. And I thought you could definitely- It was just so bright. It It was just- It was really wonderful. And you could definitely do it for not a wedding and just at a party and just sort of like full of people who don't know that much about each other. It was delightful.
0: Totally delightful. Can we talk about something that we do feel like we have a lot to say about, which is for sure.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Food. I feel like the setup for
1: this is that
0: we have a group of friends who we see like at least quarterly. Oh, Um, our
1: audience knows them scandal club. club. Yeah.
0: And we always have the snacks to which we are accustomed. That's yes. what we like refer to <laughs> our, <what> they're called, <laughs> the snack spread. And I feel like a lot of them are represented here. Definitely. I mean, there are some things that are like more prepared on this list, but you know, the snacks to which we are accustomed is like core. Yes. Um, so I feel like this, it starts with the classic aperitivo snacks, which mm-hmm. is just like olives, nuts, and chips. And yes. like, that is just, I feel like that's the Italians have been doing this for a long time. They know how to serve a drink and like make sure that yeah. you're having something to eat. I just make sure that's always there because why not? That just doesn't feel very hard.
1: It's very easy and, and cr- totally crowd-pleasy. Easy and crowd-pleasy. Easy and crowd-pleasy. Absolutely. I do think people just don't allow potato chips into their lives as much as they would like to. So they're always so excited to be presented with a bowl of potato chips because it's just, we don't, we don't give ourselves that pleasure enough. What potato chips... Are you putting out these days or eating mm, these days? Great question. Okay, I really like who's the fancy chip maker that everybody Torres? likes? Torres. The Taurus. They have a cured cheese flavor that I really, it's really quite like. Quite good. Yes. It's quite good. And All the Torres flavors are phenomenal, yeah, it's to be true. honest. It's
0: true. And you then know what I like the like spicy paprika ones. That I they like have. that have one too. Yes. yes. Cam yeah, yeah. really
1: likes those ones too. Interesting. Yeah. Sophisticated man. Probably my favorite of those are, are is the Serrano ham one. Yeah. A meaty so, chip. <laughs> a meaty <laughs> chip. <laughs> truly, what else could you want? I do want to say this is not, well, the, it's not not a party chip, but I do want to say those fake Pringles. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're everywhere now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, fake, the health, healthy health Pringles. Pringles. <laughs> the health Pringles. Yeah. I bought, Sour cream and onion health Pringles. Yes, they good. They're called the good crisp. And I bought the salt and vinegar ones the other day because my entire family had COVID and I was like, I just need something. And, <laughs> and a good were, crisp is going to be today's something. <laughs> and a fake Pringle it was. And let me tell you, that was delightful. The only reason I'd say it's not a party chip is because it's best served in that can. And that can has a, a type of party vibe that may or may not be the
0: one you're going for. No, totally. 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 Zapp's voodoo is still for me. Yes. Just like, and also, I just think it pairs well with pretty much everything. Agree. Like it's, it's just sweet and savory
1: in all of it. Yeah. Absolutely agree with that. I meant to ask you Were the olives that you had out the other night, were those anchovy stuffed? Thank you for asking. Yes, yes they were so anchovy good. stuffed, yes.
0: and I've been buying a lot of anchovy stuffed olives, and also hamon stuffed olives. Mm. And the most grocery available ones, I'm sorry to say, are Goya. But there are a lot of other retailers that sell. You know, they like are more specialty retailers you can find them, and they're just like not very expensive. No, but they're so delicious, and they're again something so that good. people just
1: like aren't having on their own. Agreed. There's a we'll link to a good brand that's easy to get online and not expensive, and. Every once in a while for New Yorkers, Zabar's has their house-made ones. They've like really seemed to phase them out, God knows why. They it, it's crazy, but they they make really good ones. I just feel like they missed the Alice and Roman boat and don't realize the anchovies are happening again, but they used to make the most amazing ones. This tip came to us courtesy of the Colonistas and it goes so far, which is cute cocktail toothpicks. Like decorative cocktail toothpicks. I just think are the classiest thing ever also inexpensive, easy to find online. And if you really, you could just put them out, you know, next to the olive bowl, or you could do a cute, you know, an skewer. olive plus an, yeah, yeah, a skewer, yeah, yeah, yeah. an olive and an anchovy. Bean and, show. Exactly. But it's something we always have around the house now because I just feel like it goes far. And when you're serving the things like olives, it's always kind of nice to offer people a toothpick at least. Do you know
0: what I bought recently that I have found to be like weirdly versatile? These little, they're called oyster forks. They're like Japanese oyster forks that I bought on Etsy. I had Uh them out at this, at Uh the party that I had. (laughs) And they're just really cute. And you can put them in a little like jar vase or whatever, and they're reusable. And it's like that option. They're like like two little tongs. They're like a mini
1: pitchfork, but without middle prong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice yep. pitchfork. Yep. Yeah. The other thing, this is definitely part of the snacks to which we are accustomed that I try to just always keep in my freezer is U-Buns, which we've definitely talked about before. Powder de Keijo, PDQs. Frozen PDQs. They're so delicious. You just pop them on a pan, put them in the oven, and people are always like, oh, these things, I ha- I love these things. I've never, ha- I haven't had these in so long because again, powder not around enough. And it, they're gluten-free, which is great. And it just seems like you did a lot more than you needed to do. And at least in New York, they're available on Fresh Direct. So I just, it's just nice to have a couple bags in your freezer.
0: Yeah, it's Cher Horowitz throwing throwing cookie dough in the oven. One thousand <laughs> percent, one
1: thousand percent. Should we talk about some dips? Please, dips, dips, dips. I love it. I love a dip. Who doesn't love a dip? Love a dip. This one that I discovered last summer, one of the few moments that I entertained, I is so good. It's Yasi Rafi's vegan onion dip. It's in New York Times Cooking. It tastes like, it, it tastes like a cousin of the Lipton French onion dip, uh-huh. but it's made with there's no dairy it's all cashew and it is so easy to make and it is so good and it tastes way better if you let it sit in your fridge for 24 hours like it tastes fine right when you make it which is lovely yeah Yeah, so you make it the day before and then it's mind-blowing how good it is and then you can also just eat it for the rest of the week after the party and have yourself a healthy little lunch situation it's delightful do you soak the cashews and then blend? You, you soak them for two hours. For some of that time, you're cooking the onions, basically. And then I think you're just basically. But it's blending. not like a 12
0: hour soak or whatever, which No, some of these nothing things like are. that. Yeah, no. And yeah, then yeah, you're yeah. just,
1: oh, you know what? There's beans in it. That's the other, that's oh. the other way you get the creamy. So it's cannellini beans, onions that you're sauteing for a while, cashews, cider vinegar, onion powder, paprika. It's just so good. And you can eat it with potato chips. You can eat it with crudite. It's delightful. Sounds great in a crostini. Mm Love this. Definitely. The other one that I love that's not really meant to be a dip. It's meant to be served more as a salad, but this is a a heavy go-to for me is the Smitten Kitchen Corn Salad with chili and lime. I treat it like a seven-layer dip, basically. It's a layer of, I think it's mayonnaise, sour cream, and cotija all mixed together. You put that on the bottom and then you put grilled corn on top of that that's been cut off the cob. And then you put pickled red onions on top of that, cilantro, more cotija maybe, lime, and then some seasoning. Pickled
0: onions, did you already say? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pickled onions. And then tagine, chili powder. It is a major crowd pleaser. It's very easy. I make it all summer long. I love it so much.
0: My corn go-to, which is like fully a salad, is this real simple recipe that I've been making for years, which it's just raw corn sliced off the cob with. Like a lime juice dressing and feta and walnuts, and it could not possibly be easier. And I just like really
1: like raw corn. This this Smitten Kitchen one, you grill it, which is nice if you have if you're already grilling for a get together. If you're like, doing
0: burgers or chicken yeah. or whatever, it's yeah, it's Makes going it very easy. Yeah.
1: The other one we've definitely talked about before is my blue cheese dip. I call it mine. It's not mine. It comes. <laughs> somebody posted it on Instagram, and I DM'd her and was like, "How do you make this?" <laughs> <laughs> but it's shout called out. it's
0: emily's it's emily's yes, blue cheese exactly
1: dip. shout out to Emily if so it's one part cream cheese one part blue cheese and then a glug or two of white wine i believe it was told to me as a splash of white wine but i think adding a lot of white wine helps with the flavor and then you just heat it on low and stir it until it's creamy and dreamy and it's truly delicious
0: my version of this is this fromage fort with leftover cheese that Julia Tertian has in her Small Victories cookbook, where you basically put just the odds and ends of truly whatever the fuck cheese you have sitting around in your fridge with some softened butter and a glug of wine and a garlic clove, and you put it in the food processor, and that's it. That's It's the perfect. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it's that. great. And it tastes different every time because, <laughs> you know. Yep. It's impossible to recreate because you're not measuring anything, and you'll never get bored of it. That's it. That's it. That's it.
1: What do you serve it with most of the time?
0: I love a veggie.
1: I really like like a vet because I also
0: just feel like nice like cut vegetables are not a thing that people are doing as much for themselves either. Agreed. like a cheese and cracker, I feel like most right. of us, you know, we do that when we lunch at home, perhaps. <laughs> That might yes.
1: be it. <laughs> you know what my ideal vehicle for the blue cheese dip is? Huh. Is a dried apricot.
0: Oh, yes. I do love that. It's I do. Really you
1: also serve nuts with that sometime. And I yeah. kind of like dipping a nut. Yeah. I kind of
0: like the option to dip a nut. Yeah, Totally. Totally.
1: Thank you so much to Best Fiends for sponsoring today's episode. Something I've been trying to remember is this concept of joy over happiness, which like so many good things in my life was introduced to me by my favorite influencer, Tanks. Um, (laughs) You you love your Tanks. (laughs) I love my Tanks. But she talks a lot about the importance of like finding joy because happiness in life is such a tall order. But if you can find like small moments of joy throughout the day. and She got this from this book that was written about in Goop and I've dived into it a little bit and I really believe in it that it's like these like small pockets of joy you can find that you don't put off for yourself, whether it's like letting yourself play the fun internet game that you love, painting your nails a crazy color, buying that one thing that like maybe you don't need, but it's just truly going to bring you joy. These are Japanese
0: snacks, you know, Yeah,
1: exactly, (laughs) exactly. You don't need to put these things off. These are the like moments that make up an overall happy life.
0: So maybe for you, that is Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a free-to-download mobile puzzle game with thousands of exciting levels for new adventures and challenges every time you play. There are dozens of unique fiends to collect so you can customize your team of fiends to defeat menacing slugs. Power up your favorite fiends to new levels for even more powerful skills and watch them transform as they get stronger. With offline play, you'll never be stranded without fun, even if you lose your internet connection. Brand new events and challenges pop up all year round, so you've always got a chance to earn exclusive in-game items, characters, and rewards. You've earned your fun time. Go to the App Store or Google Play to download Best Fiends for free. Plus, earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level five. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Thank you
1: so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. One of the things I think a lot of people don't realize or don't realize until long after the fact is how often physical symptoms are really the result of... Stress or depression, or just like mental issues. And I, it took me so long, I feel like into adulthood to make this mind body connection the way that headaches migraines teeth grinding digestive issues mm, even just teeth like teeth grinding
0: digestive issues i hear you <laughs> right and i'm raising
1: my hand for the headaches like it just yeah. it's just funny as someone who since i was 18 would get migraines whenever i was stressed out that it took me this long to realize like oh a lot of times i think i'm fine emotionally but that's cuz something's manifesting physically and therapy is something that can help solve both of these things. Like it's not always the physician that's going to solve your physical problem. Sometimes you got to,
0: you got to start from a, a different end you know? Yeah, exactly. Take a different angle. Take a different angle. Um, (laughs) Better help is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera. If you don't want to do that, we know that can be like weird or uncomfortable or whatever. Maybe you're just like actually have zoom fatigue and eye strain and all of that that is fueled by this, or you want to take a walk while you do therapy. There you go. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and a thing or two listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash a thing or two. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash a thing or two. Betterhelp.com slash a thing or two. And a thing or two listeners get 10% off their first month.
1: Back to your conversation about veggies for a second. Yes, please. About not I had my mind blown when we interviewed Sophia Rowe for the Jenny Kane Details Matter podcast because she just had a really strong POV about how to do a crudité situation correctly. Yes. That like everything needs to be cooked a tiny bit. She was like, it shouldn't just be a bunch of raw, cut up vegetables. That's eh. And her thing was that everything at the very least should be dropped in some very heavily salted water for at least 30 seconds. Like just to just give it a little bit, I guess, of flavor, texture, whatever. And she's like, in general, if you're not gonna do that, why not just roast a whole head of cauliflower and let people pick pieces off of it? Why not saute your onions in vinegar and sugar rather than just doing like a sad cocktail onion? Why not roast tomatoes and leeks and ramps all together and then put it in a bowl and then let people put it on top of crostini? Why not put asparagus in a vase was another thing from her crudité I mean, rant. She had huge, a lot of ideas huge, about crudité huge. and it made me feel like I had been doing a sad crudité situation and I'll probably continue to do a sad crudité situation, but I might start utilizing a vase. I well, don't know. She also
0: did make it feel like 30 seconds in salted water feels accessible yeah, to me. Yeah, for sure. Like I can do that. I could yeah. do that. The other two things that I feel like I don't think about doing as much for parties as I should one is a kale salad, which like mm. I know feels like a kale salad. Like what a what a twenty thirteen idea.
1: I don't think so. I made your Nashville tavern kale salad for my one, it's my salad. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well we all get to own <laughs> things. Yeah, exactly. I made it recently and it it was a hit. It was a total crowd pleaser. People still like a good kale. Sauce. There's a reason kale had its moment. I got to We got a link to that recipe that basically you chop up
0: kale in a food processor. You add lemon. It's like a lemon olive oil dressing and some Parmesan and then chili dried pepper.
1: cranberries. Dried cranberries and red red and chili peanuts. flakes. Oh yeah, 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 and pine nuts. Yes, yes, Super that salad
0: amazing. And then I made this other one recently, this cashewy pepe kale salad from the Le- the Lemon Love and Olive Oil Cookbook, and. It was just like, right, this is something that can sit out forever. It actually tastes better when it does. It's never going to wilt on you. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about like, do I have a like fridge space enough for this huge bowl of salad? So easy. And then popcorn. My friend Laura used to all the time at parties do like little personal popcorn bags where she would like snip the top off of brown bags and, you know, have them filled up for people. And it's just like so much nicer than having a huge communal bowl of popcorn or trying yes. to eat popcorn
1: off a plate or whatever. That's very it's very
0: cute. And like no effort involved in cutting the top off of a bag. Very inexpensive and yeah. very
1: cute. And yeah. was she doing different seasonings?
0: Yeah. I feel like there was like a, there was like a, I feel like she was doing like a fancy seasoning at some point. It okay. was like a lemongrass caramel corn or like oh my something. Yeah. But you know, you can do like a yeast popcorn or a curry popcorn or whatever. Charmed by that. That's also so cute for kids' parties. Yes, totally. Totally. Because they can actually like reach in and do it themselves, which yes. is all, all they really want.
1: Yes. Can we talk about mains for a second? Which I don't think you have to serve if you're just having a party. No, ma'am. And you've got plenty of snacks out. You really do not feel, I think, need to feel compelled to. But every once in a while, I like to have a main if it feels long. You're sitting party. around a table or, or something. Lot, yeah, or yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, drinking yeah, yeah. and you just want to have something heartier. And I got to say, I just order pizza. Order pizza. Or who's going to be sad about it? I just think make it easy. You don't have to spend a lot of time and money. People, pizza's just happy, happy making. I just, I don't think you should ever feel like you have to do a big main for a party. I will say, I I don't know. I can't, I think for my, East, for that Easter brunch, I did a frittata. Did I do one? Yeah, And for some other small gathering you had yeah. in your
0: backyard, there was a frittata. Um, you may, had made this cookie and cake recipe that has
1: asparagus and it also yes. has like whole grain mustard in it. And the grainy mustard was a revelation. It's really good that, that recipe. It's also just so perfect for asparagus season when you're like, I know that asparagus is in season and I don't know what else to do with it other than throw it on the grill. This is a great thing to do with it. And it's very pretty.
0: I've also just been throwing like a tablespoon or whatever of grain of whole grain mustard into other frittata recipes because mm, because smart. this is so
1: good. Why not? Yeah, very yeah. smart. It is yeah. a nice little a nice little mouth surprise.
0: Just a a mouth surprise.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mouth surprise. But I do think a frittata is a very easy thing. You just don't, and this asparagus one especially because you're not cooking a bunch of vegetable beforehand or something like that. What about dessert? Again, I absolutely don't think you need to do it, and I also no. think nice pieces of dark chocolate broken up on a pretty plate is a perfectly fine thing to do. I also like to have frozen cookies in the freezer. I I, pretty much any given time have frozen cookies and frozen U-buns in the freezer. And the frozen cookies that I like are Ipsa. If you live in an Ipsa delivery area, they have really good frozen cookies. And Levan now has their famous cookies available frozen. Oh, frozen
0: cookies are such a good thing to have around. The other thing I've been like looking for an excuse to do, Jenny's ice cream sells little mini cups, um, oh, which they call street treats and they do like mixed packs. So you could just like fill these little things and have them in your backyard and everybody could have their own little personal ice cream situation. I'm moment.
1: I'm moment. incredibly charmed by the idea of a cooler full of, or just like a tray that you. Bring I know. I'm like cooler.
0: Different. A cooler is like going for it. Really, I don't know why. <laughs> but how the cute cooler. is that?
1: Everybody gets to pick their own tiny little ice cream cup. I love that. Charming. Something I I did last summer for the first time and was really easy and then fun and surprising was a homemade ice cream cake. New York Times has this really good recipe that to call it a recipe is kind of a joke. It's just. You, you you're base, just like
0: layering shit. You're right? layering, and putting stuff. it back in the freezer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so basically, you you let your ice cream soften, soften a little bit while you're doing stuff, so that it's layerable. But you crush up thin mints or some type of similar cookie. You put down a layer of mint chip ice cream. Then you put down a layer of ice cream sandwiches, which is the real innovation. Then you put down another layer of ice cream, and then you put some chocolate sauce on top, and then you let it all refreeze together in the freezer, which can take kind of a while, but is worth it because especially if you're serving this outside, you want it to be good and solid. But people are so surprised and delighted by an ice cream cake, as you know, as someone who had an ice cream cake at her wedding.
0: I, exactly. Exactly. People are surprised and delighted. The two things that I think are my,
1: my like best go-tos are
0: both things that really benefit from the fact that they never look beautiful. So people don't worry mm. about fucking them Interesting. up okay. or like, you know, cutting that wonky slice or like whatever. So one is a crisp of some sort, just like a berry fruit crisp. I was making this one last from Bill Clark's fantastic newsletter, a piece of cake, this blueberry cornflake crisp. And I don't even love blueberries. This thing mm-hmm. is so good. And what I do love about blueberries is there's no cutting, there's no pitting, yes. there's like no nothing. You find the like random stray stems and that is all you have to do. It it is just so good. The other one I want to try is this strawberry rhubarb one from Ina Garten. Yeah, but it's just like it all is so soupy and beautiful in a pan. You don't have to bother with a pie crust or any of that whole thing.
1: Do you know what? So growing up, one of our family traditions, my cousins lived in San Francisco and one of our family traditions was to go to Cafe Fanny, which was Chez Panisse's like little sister restaurant yeah. and you would get cups of their strawberry rhubarb crisp and they would just pour heavy cream on top and then you would eat it out of a c- cup with a spoon and it was the best it was so good so I feel wow, like serving heavy some cream, heavy cream on top right yeah really yeah. good really good
0: Also just like way easier and less messy than an ice cream setup. The other go-to is the Magnolia Bakery Banana Pudding, which Mm. is one of those things people are excited to see. They don't have it as much as they, if they've had it at all, they don't have as much as they would like to. It's surprisingly easy to make. It's five ingredients. I didn't know that. I mean, it's like, you know, Nella wafers, and it's like very clear mm-hmm. no substitutes. Yes. It's sweetened condensed milk. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's pudding mix. It's like those kinds of ingredients. It's a yes. 50s dessert. Yes, totally. And speaking of the thing that I never make and absolutely should are Rice Krispie treats.
1: Totally. It's so true. Rice Krispies, real crowd pleaser. This all reminds me, because this a cross between somewhere between all of these things are the latka cookies I made last holiday season, which are just basically sweetened condensed milk and potato chips. It's sort of like a Rice Krispie treat in that way, where you're just taking this dry thing and mixing it together with a sticky thing and so easy to make.
0: Right. And in the summer, you can call them barbecue cookies because they, (laughs) you know, they're potato chips. Yeah, totally. Totally. Should we talk about
1: drinks? Yes. Let's talk about drinks.
0: I do like a cocktail. I do yeah. like a batch cocktail. I just feel like it's like fun. And something that's easy to do as a batch are Palomas mm-hmm. because they just like don't require fussy ingredients. And, you know, it's like grapefruit juice and lime juice and whatever, whatever. Very straightforward. What are you serving the batch in? I like a pitcher. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A pitcher. Yeah. With some like cut limes, you know, Cute. on the side already. Mm-hmm. The other thing that requires some of the same ingredients are just doing watermelon juice with like a tequila option. So just like throwing chunks of seedless watermelon in a blender, adding some lime, some agave or honey, and like a little bit of salt to taste. And then there's like, you know, just the plain juice option or the
1: spiked one. It's refreshing. Yeah. yeah. I did this with frozen watermelon recently yeah. and just froze the watermelon beforehand. And then when the guests came through it all in the, in the blender, it was great, but it was a hot day. So I felt like it was like, I was like, you got, you got to have it now. Can't just be yeah. sitting around. Yeah, 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 so yeah, 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 yeah. it's one of those things like you can give to guests as they arrive and then it's done.
0: Yeah, totally. 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 It's the welcome drink. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. I also really like a Bloody Mary and I like a Bloody Mary without alcohol. And it's like a nice way to give people options. Again, I think the Stonewall kitchen mix, which is widely available is so, so, so good Mm -hmm. as is the McClure's one from the Brooklyn Pickle Company. And then just having some like pickled veggies and olives out and whatever. And then a bottle of vodka and maybe a bottle of tequila or gin and like, again, options. And in general, I just feel like I'm trying to be more conscious about having an exciting non-alcoholic option in the mm-hmm. mix because I think people, you know, who aren't Want drinking that. alcohol just like get under underserved mm-hmm. um, <laughs> mm-hmm. most of the time. And so just like having something that feels like, oh, there's something for me too. Like yes. I was thought of. And we do like the cans specifically. The cans are nice because you're not yeah. opening this whole bottle.
1: It's not being yeah. shoved in with like a bunch of wine where people are like, is this the non-alcoholic one? Speaking of cans. Can we talk for a second about hard seltzer? And I know that you are a big hard seltzer fan and that market has is just rapidly evolving. So I'm wondering what your favorites are these days. There was one that I really liked, mm-hmm. Lunar, which has flavors like lychee. Their thing is Asian Americana in a can. So it's like all Asian flavors. They have what what is it? Oh, they have a passion fruit one. Oh, it's, they do now? Oh, yeah. that sounds really good. They, yeah, I don't think they had that last season. Yeah. Passion fruit hard seltzer, yuzu hard seltzer, lychee, Korean plum. Yeah, this looks really good. Okay, I do that, that I've actually that, had this one. That
0: one was super good. That one was super good.
1: Whoa, okay. Lunar, a collab with Dion D, the amazing Vietnamese restaurant. Tamarind and rice patty <gasps> herb heart seltzer. What? They have a pineapple cake one, a mango and chili salt one.
0: Wow. Claire, what? hey, Claire. Hey, Claire. Yeah. Can yeah. we do a hard seltzer tasting on yes. an upcoming episode? I but think. can they
1: all be lunar? This is not an ad. It <laughs> sounds so good. Wow. They have a mackerel lime one. They also have a stinky tofu one, which I'll pass on. I'm interested to try. I'm interested to try.
0: Okay. I'm excited to have this seltzer party at
1: least with you. you yes. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> all right. Can people please call us, email us, DM us with your party tricks, your party go-tos, your party shortcuts. We want to know, especially party games, because I feel like we didn't deliver the way we could have or should have on that section. We
0: can round them up on an upcoming episode. It's a great idea. That's the show.